Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. And every Sunday from 8 to 9 a.m. is our morning Bible study. We also welcome you to join us back for each and every broadcast. If you want to reach out to the ministry by way of um, U.S. mail, our mailing address is Message of Christ, P.O. Box 390-762. We are located in Chicago, Illinois, and the zip code is 60639. If you have any questions pertaining to the ministry or if you need clarity or understanding or if you need information in regards to any of the broadcasts or uh, fellowship conferences, our um, administrative local line is 773-609-2071. Again, if you want to become a covenant partner, with the message of Christ Church. We do ask that you do uh, reach out to us. If you can also, on this um, line, the local line, you can leave a prayer request, and it will be passed on to the intercessory team, and we will be standing in agreement with your request. If at all you have um, a need to become or a heart to become an intercessor, we do ask that you do also reach out as well. If you want the message of Christ Church to come to a senior by you, or if you are um, wanting to become a covenant partner or so into the ministry, we do ask that you do um, reach out to us um, as well. We encourage you to visit the website and messageofchrist.net. There you will find the prayer wall. We um, continue to encourage you to place your prayer request on the wall as well as any praise reports or testimonies. Um, also, there you will find everything pertaining to the ministry as far as workshops, fellowship, training updates. If you have not yet purchased um, your prayer shawls, we do encourage you to do so for your loved one or yourself. If this is your first time joining the call, we do ask that you do email us or text us and let us know that this is your first time joining the call. Um, our conferences and women's fellowship, if you're ever in the city of Chicago, is held on the first and the fourth Saturday of the month. So the fourth, first Saturday is usually in the Chicago area, and the fourth Saturday is usually in the Desplaines area. So we do ask that you do call in to get that information, um, or you stay tuned to each and every broadcast, and it will be shared on the broadcast. At this time, as we go forth in prayer, my name is, uh, I'm your host, I'm Sister Yolanda. As we go forth, we just want to be praying uh, to the Father, all of his promises. Um, then I just share a little word that was given to me. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we just come to you, Father God, for your love this morning, Father. We come to you, Father God, to 
Be prepared, Father, for our day, Father God, because you said as we seek thee first, Father God, the kingdom of heaven, that all, Father God, things will be added, Father. So we thank you, Father, for adding to us this morning, Father, your love. Thank you, Father, for adding to us joy, Father God. We thank you, Father, for adding to us patience, Lord, and long-suffering, Lord. We come to you right now today, Father God, because you, Father, have given us life, Father God. So we thank you, Father, for that life, Father God, that we will experience you, Father God. We come to you right now in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, that your will will be done in our life today, Father God. We thank you, Father, that people will go out out of their way, Father for the righteous, Lord. We thank you, Father, that laws will be changed for the righteous, Father. Rules will be rearranged, Father God. Yes, Lord, because of the righteous, Lord. So we stand before you in obedience right now today, Father God, to hear your words today, Father God, to hear your voice today, Father God. We thank you, Father, for unharming our hearts, Lord. We thank you, Father God, yes, Lord. Thank you, Father, for removing the veil, Father God. We thank you right now today, Father God, for making light manifest right now, Father, in our prayers, Lord. We come to you right now today, Father God, because we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father God, that you called us out of the darkness into your marvelous light today, Father God. For this is the day that you have made, Father God, and we will be glad in it, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for raining down, Father God, on us, Father God. Thank you, Father, for the faith, Father God, yes, Lord, that we come to you, Father God, that we seek you this day, Father God, for this direction, Lord. We thank you, Father, we seek you for instruction today, Father God. We just come to you, Father, to be made perfect, Father God, in your will today, Father God. We thank you, Father, that your perfect will will cast out every fear, your perfect love, Father God, will cast out every fear, Father God. So we thank you right now today, Father God, yes, Lord, for being able, Father God, yes, Lord, thank you, Jesus, to hear, Father God, for being able, Father, to walk, Father, by the faith that you put provided for us, Father, by the life you provided for us, Father God. We thank you, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, Father God, for we know that the wages of sin is death, Father, but you've given us life freely today, Father God. We thank you for the gift of you today, Father, that is eternal, Father God, through your Son, Lord. We just come to you right now today, Father, truly say, Father God, yes, Lord, thank you, Father, that you have given us, Father God, more, Father God, the abundance in life today, Father God. We just thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for reconciliation to him, Father, who is your son, Father God, whether it's on earth or in heaven, Father. We thank you for making peace by the blood of the cross. Lord, we thank you, Father, that as we come to you, Father God, that we lift up our crosses, that we pick up our crosses, that we walk as the cross that you have placed in us, Father God. We thank you, Father, that all things, Father God, yes, Lord, pertaining to you, Father, all things pertaining to your thoughts, all things pertaining to your desires, Lord, all things pertaining to understanding, Father God, will come by way of the cross, Father. So we just thank you, Father God, as we recognize ourselves in you, as we draw closer to you this morning, Father God, as we come to understand, Father God, yes, Lord, who we are today, Father God, as we come to identify, Father God, ourselves, Father, as your children this morning, Father God, we just thank you right now today, Father, for we know Christ redeemed us, Father, from the curse of the Father God, by becoming a curse for us, Father God. So we thank you right now today, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord. We just thank you, Father. Yes, Lord, in Jesus' name, Father God, we lift up a standard. We lift, Father God, you up right now today, Father. We lift up our eyes 
unto you today, Father. For glory is unto you, Father God. For righteousness is unto you, Lord. We thank you right now that we come, Father God, your floor. Yes, Lord to be chastised, Father God, yes, Lord, because you love, love us, Father. We come to be corrected, Lord, because you love us, Father God. We come, Father, to be glorified because you love us, Father God. We just thank you, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord. We thank you for all power over the enemy, Father God. We come to you, Father God, to be recognized, Father, yes, Lord, to be seen, Father God, yes, Lord, as your children, to please you, God, faithful. We just thank you right now today, Father God. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you, Father, for our faith right now today that makes us whole in you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we thank you, Father. We love you, Father God. And we receive, Father God, all words, Father God, this morning, Father, to be the light, Father, and order step in our day today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. I just want to um, share a word from out of Philippians. Uh, 1 and 19, and this is the King James Version Bible. Um, and just to give a little background, in Philippians, uh, there was a word I heard throughout the week. Uh, and again, it was it was born, it was where the Father ordered my steps that day. And, and it basically, um, in Philippians, um, this was around the time where um, the gift that Paul, um, that had sent Paul as a strengthen the believers by showing them the true joy that comes to Christ. And in this time, um, Paul and his companions began the Church of Philippi. And um, this was his second missionary journey. And this was the first church that established on the European continent, but really point out my message today is um, really understanding um, who we are, what's our purpose, because a lot of people tend to have um, purpose in their, um, not sure what exactly people understand as purpose, but truly our purpose from what Paul in this passage we're speaking about, it it, it contrasts, no, it speaks to and it explains our importance to why we ought to take um, a Christ-like mentality or Christ-like position in the earth and serving others. So our true purpose is just found in in the scripture as I open it up and begin to open it up. It says in Philippians 1. Philippians 1 and 21. And it reads different in the NIV version, so I kind of like pause. But if this is the NIV, and then I'll read also the message. So it says in Philippians 1 and 20 to 21, I easily expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage, so that now as always Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or death. 
For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. And in the Message Bible, to read, The reason of this Bible from 18 and 21. So how am I to respond? I've decided that I really don't care about their motive, whether mixed, bad, or indifferent. Every time one of them opens his mouth, Christ is proclaimed. So I just cheer them on. And I'm going to keep that celebration going because I know how it's going to turn out. Through your faithful prayers and the generous response of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, everything he wants to do in and through me will be done. I can hardly wait to continue on my course. I don't expect to be embarrassed in the least. On the contrary, everything happening to me in this jail only serves to make Christ more accurately known. Regardless of what I live or die, whether I live or die, they didn't shut me up. They gave me a pulpit alive. I'm Christ's messenger, dead. I'm his bounty, life versus even more life. I can't lose. And with the message Bible, the kind of life gives you this simple way of being able to understand this is this was the time when Paul was also was in jail. So that wasn't the point, but because it kind of switched up the message, um, just taking a look at our purpose and, and kind of like framing it to to what he was saying in the scripture, and he kind of like um, gives us this understanding. But in King James, I'm gonna go to the King James because it kind of switched up the message a little bit. But my point is to say that. What is our purpose in Christ? And what is our purpose that we understand on a daily basis that is required or that is brings forth the humility and understanding of how we got to move in our life on a day-to-day basis? And there's a cycle that people live in, there's systems that people live in, even in the arena of the place that we call the organization or the church. And some people get that confused with your purpose. But your purpose, our purpose as believers and believers in Christ is to live for Christ. It says to live or whether to die is to live or die for Christ. And that's the understanding that we have to all come into because it has to be done in our faith. It has to be done according to how the Father is leading us through the cross. And when you look at it for what it says, it says, For to me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. But if I live in the flesh, this is the fruit of my labor. Yet what shall I choose? I know not. For I am in a strait between two, having a desire to depart and to be with Christ, 
which is far better. And it is in that same passage, but it gives you the understanding in this passage is the Christian consecration in life or death. And it helps us to understand it in this passage of Paul. It helps us to understand our Christian goals in life, our Christian living. And there's a way that we must live that witnesses to what we have already vowed to. We vow we may vow to serve God. We may vow to um, love one another. We may vow to the commandments that God has given us. We may vow to whatever law that is fulfilled because of Christ, the way our Christian living shall be. But in this passage in First um, Corinthians. I actually just read 20 through 23, so you can take some time to read it yourself. But it explains how Paul had the utmost confidence in God that he would be upheld by his grace in all his trials. And personally, he was ready for either life or death, providing Christ would be magnified in, in, in any outcome. And it also expressed this perfect resonation to whether he had to face life or death. And he declared these things in the times that gave him understanding and that gave him the will for being pressed under any pressure. But between the two desires of living and dying, Paul understood. So we ask ourselves in our day-to-day, is our purpose understood and what Paul was trying to convey to us. Is our purpose understood that by living by the Christ on a daily basis, living by the cross through Christ on a daily basis, is this our confidence? Is this is this our purpose? Are we fulfilling through whatever it is that we're going through, through any trial or circumstance or tribulation? At the end of our day, have we not serves our purpose? Have we not lived the life that God has required us to? And it, it helps you to understand how you reflect on what it is that you understand from the cross. And the cross has already, Christ has already died on the cross. So the becoming of who we are is always a maturity. It's always a way to walk from face to face. From, from glory to glory, from day to day. But it's not something that we can do. It's something that's done because we believe in what Christ has already done. And that continues to let us understand what our purpose is. So are we at that point as believers where we can say, for Christ I live and for Christ I die? Are we at that point in everything that we do and everything vision, a mission that God has gave us, that this is now our life? Are we are we really ready for either the life or to live as Christ or if he asks us for whatever reason in this passage it spoke about Paul being in jail. But there was glory through that. Are we ready to actually accept the things that the Father and the places the Father is telling us to go? So it's just an a understanding that we got to have when, when we say in this passage, 
um, whether it could be life or death, Christ shall be magnified in both. So in our purpose, we want to live our life as Christ has already died for. And the resurrection of that death comes through how our Christian living is. It comes through how um, the things that we take upon as the cross, and it's not just in the organization. It's not just a part of our daily routines or the cycle of us going to work or the cycle of us um, taking care of our family. It's not in you serving the ministry. It's not just in that. A lot of things that, you know, that lawfully gives us the understanding of how to move amongst God's people. But there's a way and a purpose that we must start to believe in that is upon the and it's upon believing that our faith our lives. And the the cross and the New Testament fulfills the law. So even in what the laws have been um, predicted to be in our time, what the laws of the world, the laws of the system, it's a way that we got to start looking at what Christ has already fulfilled. He came to fulfill every law that was given. And it's just not the worldly law. It's not just man law, but it was law that was given for us to either understand that when Christ was given or given to us as a gift, when he died upon the cross, when he um, was born, we were saved by Christ because otherwise the laws was not enough. It was not enough. It's, 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 it's taken back to our purpose. It's not enough to just go to church. It's not enough to just be a part of a ministry. It's not enough to just do the work in the four, of, four walls of the church. It's not enough to go to work. It's not enough to provide for your family. But at the same time, the Father wants us to understand that our life is in what the cross has already represented to us, what Christ has already died for, what Christ has already lived for. And in those things, that gives us an understanding of our confidence and being and walking in our purpose. And that is our life. And some things in our life, we got to understand where the separation of drawing lines come in. And some things in our life, we have to understand where we have to disconnect from things. Some things in our life, we have to understand how to let go. And upon this cross and upon this church, the Father said, build his church. He said, build it upon what was already founded. And if Christ was already founded, these things that he's telling us to let go, the people he's telling us to uh, to separate from, the places he's telling us to not go to, if you look at if we look at it from the perspective of what Christ did, it, it won't line up. So it won't be so easy for us not to do. It won't be so easy for us not to live a Christian life. It won't be so easy for us to not walk in our purpose. Because if it don't line up with the Father, if the Father of God has not said it out of his mouth and by 
him speaking words to us and giving us instruction, then it's not true for us because we walk by what he says. And if we're not walking it out to understand, then we don't understand what these things can actually hinder or distract us from doing. And the enemy comes to attack the word. If God has no respect for person, the enemy has no respect for who you are either. He doesn't care who we are, as particularly myself, Lolanda. But the word that I carry, the faith that I walk in, the life that I live, the purpose that I move in, the purpose that I believe upon what was already established and founded, that's what he attacks. So we have all power over every thought. We have all power to pull down whatever it is that tries to exalt itself over what God has already given us in life, in our purpose. So I did just want to share that much. Um, again, we I just pretty much summed up Philippians um, 1, 20 through 24. I read different versions of it. Um, I read the NIV version. I read the King James version. And I also read the Methodist version. If you want to take a look back to get further understanding or you need clarity from it, I just wanted to um, point out that that for our purpose in life is to live a life upon the cross. And I heard it through a message. And I didn't think that I would share it, but it was given to me to share. Because a lot of times we get caught up in what the world has dictated to us or what our job is dictating to us, who we are, or what our family, and this is from personal testimony, what our families dictate to us about who we are. But we must also know who we are in Christ. We must also know our purpose. Because without knowing who we are and our purpose, we'll be tossed. It's then we'll be tossed to or from. The enemy will sift us. It's just the word that says if, if you're not walking in that truth of your purpose, you're not walking in what the Father has already founded. Um, and I just want to share just seven points right quickly before we get off the line. It says uh, in this passage, it explains the truth in seven ways. And it says, for one is to live means gain Christ. The two is to die is a personal gain. Could there be any gain for man or God if one went into an extinction of being unconscious or soul sleep? If so, what gain? And you use these points just to look at the life to see if or to understand if you're living your purpose, if you're living the purpose of what God created all human mankind to live in, if, if this if the life that Christ has died for, if it's the life that Christ came to live for, you look at these questions, you can understand better, you ask yourself these questions, and you ask yourself, these are these points lining up? with what it is that you have already 
coming to the knowledge or the understanding of. And three, it says to live in the flesh is to continue fruit-bearing. That's in verse 22. This proves that one dwells in a body. If he leaves the body and is no longer in the flesh, where is he? Does he become extinct just because he moves out of the body? And four, it says having a desire to depart. That's in verse 22. This confirms the fact of the departure of one at death. Do men go into nothingness at death? If so, then why desire to depart? In five, it says to be with Christ. That's in verse 23. Where is Christ? Is he extinct, dormant, unconscious, in the grave? One thing is certain, wherever he is, there the believer will be also at death. And that's in verse 23. And six, it says far better, in verse 23 as well. What is far better? With extinction of being unconscious in the grave, going back to dust again and going into nothing would be better than to live in the body and continue winning souls for Christ. And last, it says seven, to abide in the flesh is more needful for the church man to die. This explains what departure from the body means that at death the body dies and the inner man leaves the body to go to heaven. If one is a Christian or to hell if one is unsaved, the body without the spirit is dead. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord and to, to depart is to be with Christ and be in heaven with the spirit of just men. And it really points out the understanding of physical death and it points out the understanding of spiritual death. But the whole point is that in 21 it says, for to lead to live is Christ. And this is Paul that was given the explanation. And to die is to gain. So just take a look back at the passage for understanding if, if there was any type of um, misunderstanding or misleading because there were things that I shared that even I before um, I started writing them down. It was things that I need clarity on. So if I shared it and there was no clarity, you can also call in to the, um, the line and ask for any um, clarity that needs or any understanding that needs throughout the passage. So at this time, it's us in the call. I want to thank God for uh, giving us the word on how to become more of who we are in him. We thank you, Father God, as we seal this call, Father, as we seal the prayers, Father God. We seal, Father God, what you have given us through the foundation of your word, Father God. We thank you, Father, that anything is known in the void, Father God, that is not of you, Father. We call unto you, Father God, yes, Lord, your will to be done, Father God, through every knowledge and through every understanding. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. We thank you for tuning in to the message of Christ Church for the senior pastors, Pastor Sylvia Staples. We want to thank you for joining us on our mega prayer. We invite you to join us back every Monday through Friday from 6 to 6.30 a.m. Every Monday from 7 to 7.30 is our Miracle Monday, and every Sunday is our morning Bible study from 8 to 9 a.m. If you have any questions or concerns, we do ask that you do call in to our local administrative number. That's 
2071. If you want to become a covenant partner with the ministry, we do ask that you do call in. If you want to leave a prayer request upon um, via phone, we do encourage you to visit the website for those requests. So we are taking prayer requests upon the phone. You can call or you can text. And those requests through the phone will be passed on to the intercessory team as we stand in agreement with you. But on the prayer wall, visit the, we encourage you to visit the website at messageofchrist.net, and there you will find um, the prayer wall. Please continue to keep your prayer requests known on that wall as well as any praise supports or testimonies. Also, if this is um, your first time joining the call, we would love to hear from letting us know that this is your first time and how the message of Christ is a blessing unto your life. You can email us at messageofchrist.yahoo.com and also you can call or text our local administrative number again is 773-609-2071. If you ever feel the need to connect with the ministry by U.S. mail, the mailing address is Message of Christ, P.O. Box 390-762. We are located in Chicago, Illinois. Zip code is 60639. And if you want to join us for our women's conference and fellowships, if you're ever in the Chicagoland area, our fellowships are held every first and fourth Saturday of the month. Usually on the first Saturday, the time is 11:30 to 1:30, and it's in the Chicagoland area. And on the fourth Saturday. It's usually in the Death Plains area, and that time is um, usually from 3 to 7. But you can call in, or you can text, or you can email to see, um, or stay tuned to the broadcast to get those exact times and those exact locations for either one of the fellowship days. You can also connect with the ministry of SilverStaplesMinistries.com. Um, Silver Pastor Silver Staples is also found or being connected on Facebook and social media arena, um, Twitter, Periscope, and also YouTube. Um, um, if this is not instant, but this will end the call. Um, if you have not yet served sold into the first week of this year, uh, we do encourage you to do so as well. This will end the broadcast. We thank you for joining us for our mega prayer this morning. God bless you. We love you. Have a great day.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.